Talk Recorded live. Hey everybody, it's out of darkness, out of the light, and we may potentially create some room to audio here. I've got uh, I've got Channing Kelly again, and uh, I've got Johnny here, and uh, Channing uh, proceeded to uh, tell me that um, he had opened up a, uh, a website and uh, for his show, and uh, he's going to have a link to our podcast. And I guess he's going to um, sell some things, like herbal tinctures. I didn't tell you, uh, Channing, but I'm really into herbs. And I, I take herbs every day. I don't use tinctures. I've bought them before. You know, they're more expensive. And at one time, I actually had a device where you could um, take any kind of essential oil, including, like, marijuana, and, oh, yeah. you know, make, make hashish oil out of it. But you could uh, make perfume or concentrate any kind of um, anything like that. I had a long time ago, and I don't, I don't have it anymore. It's a very interesting device. Mm-hmm. I actually bought it in a 1970s head shop. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. But, yeah, I'm really into herbs. And uh, anyway, he was telling me about um, how he liked um, the first song that I had there on the bumper music, uh, the last Full Fledged show I did on uh, Friday. Do you know who that uh that no, was. but I, I really thought that that was fantastically jazz, uh, like jazzy, riffic, uh, groovy. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, there's a group that not too many people have known about. They're highly influential. Uh, there are some very interesting, influential groups from the '60s and the '70s. One of them is called Velvet Underground. Have you ever heard about them? I think I have. Yeah. Uh, Lou Reed was in that band. Yeah, they had a, a female singer called uh, Nicole, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they were all strung out on heroin and stuff like that. But they were highly influential, to say the least. Then they had another uh, kind of a garage band punk group called Iggy Iggy Pop, and this well, they just called call them the Stooges back then. I heard, I, yeah, I've heard, I've heard, yeah, uh, just kind of, um, kind of like the, the Google Dolls used to be the Sex Pistols. Something like that, uh-huh. yeah. What? A later Iggy Pop, uh, he put out his first solo album in 1977. And uh, it's what's called the Berlin Tri- Tr- uh, Trilogy. Uh, they put out three different, uh, well, actually four different albums. I, thought, I think it said Berlin Trilogy, but he was working with David Bowie. Hmm. And these are uh, highly acclaimed albums. Two of them were, uh, the first one was called uh, The Idiot. <laughs> with Iggy Pop, and the second one was called Lust for Life, and then the uh, first one was called, with David Bowie, was called Low, L-O-W, and the second one was called Heroes. Yeah. And the first album that came out of all that was actually uh, The Idiot, and he had uh, Brian Eno on there. Now, this is where things get interesting, because Brian Eno, uh, he was the um, he was in Roxy Music for the first two albums. And that's the next group I'm going to talk about because the guy that was singing there is an absolutely amazing individual. His name is Brian Ferry, and uh-huh. he was the front man for Roxy Music yeah. uh, going way back to about uh, about 72. Yeah. And they, they, they broke up. Uh, their last album was Avalon, which is a highly influential album. that came out about 1982. But anyway, Roxy Music... Pretty much single-handedly, they influenced 
the new age, or excuse me, the new wave uh, genre of, of music that was really big in the late 70s and, um, you know, 80s. Uh, people like, you know, Duran Duran, whatever you mean. Have you ever heard of Mike and the Mechanics? Oh, yeah. Have you ever heard the, the Mike and Mechanics song, uh, Can You Hear Me Running? Absolutely. That's really good bumper music, and I have. See, I have a list of bumper music that's that I worked on for years. What, what's going on today? And, and that's, that's on the list of bumper music. I have that song on the list of bumper music. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Any, see, anything that I've ever heard uh, goes on a list, so uh-huh. it's permanent. And then the list just builds and builds and builds, and this has to be the best list of bumper music, I would think, in the world, because I've been working on it for so long, and I'm a, I'm a perfectionist, and I have a very good ear for music, a good ear for music, and uh, my whole life revolved around music. I, when I was totally addicted to it, just like a heroin. I would, I would get a high opening up a new LP record, you know, taking the little plastic thing off, and uh, at the smell of the whole thing. I mean, it was just I was, uh-huh. it was a total, total drug to me. So when I got saved in 1985, um, that addiction was so powerful that God actually he softened things up by getting me into uh, classical jazz and blues for about a year and a half before I did that. I didn't know what was coming, and what was coming... I was going to live a radically different lifestyle and would have to do with studying. And so I, could, I couldn't listen to the music anymore because I, I couldn't. That's all I did was study, and I, I couldn't have that in the background. So I switched to ambient-type music. I mean, I listened to Christian music for a number of years. I couldn't, can't listen to that either when you're studying. But, um, you know, if I was out and about or something like that. <clears throat> and uh, I eventually got bored with it. I mean, it's, it's definitely lower quality. Mm-hmm. You know, and if anybody wants to hear some good Christian music, um, in my opinion, the best stuff that's ever been done was by a guy called Keith Green. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I I used to get into like the the whole Toby Mac thing or whatever back way back then or whatever. Like I, I was just listening to Toby gain, Mac two nights I ago. I don't want to gain the whole world and lose my soul. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, and then I didn't. That's before I ever knew that he was like doing all this witchcraft stuff, or whatever, with his lyrics and all that funky stuff. That's a really obscure. I'm surprised that you mentioned them, Toby Mac. Yeah, that's an obscure group. I I reversed them, and uh, or it was just one singer though, um, in this one song, and uh, he was talking about losing his faith in Yeshua. He's like, I'll lose my dear faith. Didn't you also say that when you reversed it, he, he, he also was talking about how he wanted to oh, uh, get laid? Yeah, yeah, he's talking about sex. I reversed it, and he said, open up, bitches, and I blast it. Hmm. Yeah, that's, what he, that's, what, that's one of the things he said in reverse. Be careful with your language there, Johnny. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, that's, that uh, song is uh, from Brian Ferry off of his new album called Avonmore. Um, it's 2014, but the guy is like 78 years old. And if you listen to him, I mean, I'm assuming that all these groups are using voice-altering technology. But uh, it's still, it's just, the guy is absolutely unbelievable. I mean, I've watched him, you know, live. Like Pepper T-Pain? Because <laughs> uh, he's, he's definitely still got it. I mean, he could, uh, he could leave us at any time, but I mean, the guy is... He's, he's, he's the ultimate crooner. And most people never even heard of him. Hmm. Roxy music never really made it big, and that's what I like about him. 
and that depends what you define as big. You know, they're highly influential, obviously, but they didn't sell like other groups. They never like sold out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what I don't like when groups sell out. So. Mm-hmm. But they were kind of an artsy glam rock band. Have you heard and, of Everclear before? I used to be a big fan of Everclear. I have, but uh, I was never really attracted to that kind of music that much. What about even though I was, I was really into punk. I was actually, the, I, I actually was in punk. Have you heard of the Gorillas? I don't it, think so. It's a, it's an animated uh, it's an animated band. The first animated band uh, band, the the Gorillas. Sounds yeah. like something from Japan or something. No, they're not Japanese. Oh, but I don't like them. No, yeah, yeah, but I, yeah, I, just before I found out some funky stuff, yeah. Don't they have a a a, a, a quote unquote pop star in Japan that's totally uh, like fake or something like that? It's all animated. He's a hologram. Yeah, they do yeah. all their shows all animated. It, it's yeah. yeah. That's where we're headed, man. They need to. Once they do it one time, then you, it's going to be increasingly. You're gonna get more and more. Well, now. she's old. I mean, they, she's been around since like 2000, and the early 2000s, I guess. But they're always talking about. Um, I mean, I've heard since 2012 they were supposed to come out with hologram Nirvana, hologram Beatles. You know, they're gonna hologram all these dead rock stars. Hmm. Well, that's kind of going away. I mean, I thought that Michael Jackson faked his death. I mean, there's a lot of evidence. Well, I believe that he's still alive. But the question is, was that was that Michael Jackson? So we don't even know that. See. Well, he liked Very to dress up and of. pretend to be uh, different, like characters, and and put on like different suits and stuff. I mean, look at the uh, he 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 t- he got a thrill off the uh, the thriller. He got a thrill off the doing the thriller or whatever. The, uh, um, oh. um, he uh, he was on a talk show uh, after. After his death, uh, and of course the uh, the doctor, he's the fall guy or whatever. Um, and the uh, he he was on there, and it was some someone that was claiming to be his friend with with a like a deformed face or whatever. Claimed that he got burnt or something, and he knew him or whatever. It was Michael. It was Michael. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've yeah. talked about him before on the podcast, but I uh, I think he's still alive. So they've all got different doubles, you know. They've got quite a few of them if they're big stars. Oh, would any any of the songs that you're hearing nowadays that is supposedly new releases of Michael Jackson or whatever is actually by this guy named Casanova that was uh, uh, an impersonator of Michael Jackson or whatever. Really? Cas- Casanova. Yeah. Well, I haven't heard of that one yet. Yeah, he's been around for, for since Michael. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Casanova. Mm-hmm. And and P and 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 and, and uh, Biggie Smalls, I, I think I think uh, Puff Daddy killed him because they all got to make like, sacrifices and stuff, or whatever. And I guess uh, you know Michael Jackson's sacrifice was his skin. Did you actually read that somewhere? Um, actually, uh, what I heard bird that's the skin, you know, because they couldn't let talking him about lightning, about lightning in the skin. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, Cisco, Cisco, the rapper that that sang that thong, the thong, thong, thong song, supposedly got it later on too, or whatever that uh, mysterious uh, skin skin disorder too. Hmm. 
From what I hear, yeah. Yeah. Go down. Yeah. I got aloe vera that's been sitting in the house that I that I got at the Mexican store um, like last month. And I want to I want to put it in the blender and you know eat it or drink it. Yeah. If you're into that kind of little. thing, what you should do is actually it's you know it's easy to grow. And then just use it, um, like when you have a cut or something like that. Women like it. Um, just use it fresh. Just take a piece of it off and use it, you know. Yeah. If you buy aloe vera, you should, um, that's one of the most beneficial things out there. You know, it's like apple cider vinegar, coconut yeah. coconut oil. And it's like those type of things. It's almost like a universal panacea. You can use yeah, it's kind of like a, a lot of different things, amino acids and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, but if you're going to use it for that, you should try to get high-quality stuff. Well, here awesome. in North Carolina, we got a lot of fire ants. Oh, gosh, you can't even go walking out barefoot. Back when I was back in New York, I could go walking out barefoot. No, no, fire ants, fire ants. Really? Yeah. So forget about camping. Huh. Hmm. You know, we live in a great place up here, the Pacific Northwest. We don't have any of those things. Um, it's just a fantastic place to live. We don't have any, even have any bad spiders. You know what? They I are starting. The, they are starting to get some grizzly <laughs> bears coming down here. But we we have you know we have brown bears, the smaller ones. You know, but um, they are starting to get some grizzly bears around here. Anyway, I heard uh, uh, Chicago is getting in. Uh, uh, some some coyotes are moving in and stuff. And Idaho, there's big werewolves coming into town and stuff. Whatever. They could have yeah. just been released or whatever, you know, kind of like these uh, what are these, these these killer bees or whatever that they were never here. But, I mean, that brings me to that brings me to Lyme disease or whatever that never was around. That was created by Jekyll Island, Plum, Plum Island, off the coast of uh, uh, New New Jersey, I think it was. And now uh, Plum Island, uh, aka Jekyll Island, moved to uh, or is moving to Kansas. Mm. Yeah. Well, You've heard about Plum Island place, before, place, right? Fort Dave? Lewis. Fort Lewis um, is near Tacoma. I live in Tacoma, and uh, supposedly they moved the Montauk Project. You ever heard of the Montauk Project? Yeah. There's some funk, there's some funky looking monsters that wash up ashore over near New Jersey or whatever, mm-hmm. and that's where the uh, the the, the uh, Plum Island is uh, off the coast of whatever. <clears throat> you ever have you ever heard of the Montauk Project? Oh, yeah, I, I've heard of it. Yeah, when I mean, they got a Dave? whole series of books on it, but they supposedly shifted it over here to Fort Lewis, and there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on over here, but I actually talked to a guy who said, I mean, he lives here, the south of me, he says that his dad worked on that project, and actually worked out there at Fort Lewis. Go ahead, Johnny. What do you think about Stuart Swerdlow? It's interesting, you know, just the other day I was thinking about um, possibly uploading a show um, that I really like of him. It was a really good interview, you know, in Room 2. Um, I'm really picky about what I put up there. You know, I try to keep it Christian because, you know, you can influence people. Um, he's a mixed bag, but, I mean, he's one of the best guys out there that would be kind of like, I mean, he may not like this, you know, be called New Age or something like that, but that's what people are going to classify him. I was going to ask you uh, how, how, how you go about uh, yourself individually witnessing to others. How I go about witnessing? Yes. Well, if you're going to witness, you have to um, you have to be around people. 
and God always keeps me isolated. Uh, but there are people here at this um, place that I live that, that talk to me, and I try to. Um, the main thing is actually witnessing with your life. Um, there's a great quote by St. Francis. It's actually both, though, right? I mean, because it uh, says, you're, you're, you're ashamed of me, uh, he'll, he'll be ashamed of, of, of you if you're ashamed of him, right? So uh-huh. why should I be afraid of what okay, other people here's are going to Okay, here's the quote from St. Francis. Uh, Preach the gospel at all times. Mm-hmm. If necessary, uh, use words. You oh, see wow. That? What, what does that tell you? Oh, wow. See, it's how, that's how you live, because... Um, if you don't live the life, walk the walk, once you say that you're a Christian, people are going to watch you. The devil wow. will make sure that they, their eye is on you. you know? Oh, wow. Um, because one of the things that happens is people have... It's, there's a reason why they have this, but people have guilt. Okay, They know they're a sinner deep down inside, and they're seeking to pacify that guilt somehow and to justify their actions. So what they want to do is kind of um, temper down your lifestyle to make themselves look better so they can actually feel better about themselves. I mean, this gets kind of complicated, stuff like that. But um, they'll definitely have your, their eye on you, so you've you got to live the life, and um, that's the best way to do it because a lot of times people will ask questions. Yeah. Once they watch you long enough, they won't at first, but eventually they'll I heard that the uh, I heard that the, that the, um, like, uh, the, the devil... Uh, knows the Bible uh, in and out. <laughs> you know? Well, absolutely. He's highly intelligent. <clears throat> and uh, yeah. that's a big subject there. Um, I was just... Uh, but um, how are you witness to people? Um, yeah. You know, you uh, you try to meet people where they're at. Everybody's different. You kind of size people up, and it's going to be different, you know. If you if you're if you've seen somebody on the street or something like that, that's that's totally different. Um, that kind of stuff doesn't happen too much anymore, unless you're out there on the street, you know, preaching uh, the gospel or something like that. Most people are programmed to just shake their head and think you're some kind of a religious nut, you know. You know, you know what's going on now is that the Jehovah's Witnesses have now put up a new uh, little bulletin thing. I've noticed now it's, Now they're saying um, either the end is near or is the end really near. Like, you know, it, it almost looks like from far away that you can see a UFO beaming somebody up in the sky. Oh, gosh. Don't they believe that they're part of the 144? Yeah. They're always witnesses, yeah. Um, and... I can yeah, say well, something about that, but uh, that, that whole yeah. thing is absurd because um, their their buildings are like I'd never see any windows on on their buildings. See, it's all you brick. That, that already yeah, happened, true. right? That's one of those things that that's has true. already happened. They don't happened. have windows on their kingdom. They don't right? have windows. There's just one door. That's it, and it's all brick. Isn't that weird? That is very weird. Uh, that is that's not normal. Well, let me say something about this, okay? Um, the fact is, is that um, of all the major groups out there, the, uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses have predicted the end of the world more than anybody else. And uh, they did it way... Now, they were called something different. Um, they were called Bible students a long time ago. 
the founder was called Charles Taze Russell, and he was heavily influenced by Seventh-day Adventist uh, prophecy. And I'm saying that deliberately because, you know, you're going to a Seventh-day Adventist church there. <laughs> yeah. Where your pastor, your pastor is. Yeah. Okay. Well, the Seventh-day Adventists have always had an emphasis on prophecy. If you go to a local church, they actually don't talk about prophecy well, very much. Adventists right. never when, I go, when I go to uh, assembly, uh, I call it assembly, uh, not church, um, uh-huh. but uh, they uh, they have the, the, the screen protector that they pull down, and they, they talk about uh, history and stuff. And they, they talk about the pharmacy and the pharmacia, yeah. Yeah. Now, the reason they talk about history, I don't know if you know this, but, um, you know, there's different prophetic systems, but they actually hold to what's called the historic view. And the way you explain that, um, encapsulate it just very briefly, is that is the view that was held by, it was the, the most popular view of the Protestant Reformation. Most people have never even heard of it, but uh, it teaches that the, the book of Revelation is progressively fulfilled through the history of the church. Are you familiar with that? Well, I'm with you. I, uh, as you said uh, uh, several times before, uh, I believe in the double, double, double prophecy, double fulfillment, double, uh, uh-huh. double, double everything. The Seventh-day Adventists are the largest group remaining that still teaches that. But, um, you know, like the... A long time ago, this would be like the 16th century when you had the Protestant Reformation when they broke away from the Catholic Church. That was the majority view, and you'll see you'll still see that a lot in old Protestant uh, church commentaries. Like Matthew Henry is the most famous. They believe that uh, sun- Sunday is uh, is is a mark of the beast. Uh, they uh, well, that's what Ellen G. White taught. Well, well, it, well. The, the, I, I think I've told you this before. Dodge Ram now—that's that, a big company right there. Has a commercial now saying, "Rest on on Sunday, save your Dodge Ram for Monday." They're getting paid Vatican money, and next thing you know, there will be, you know, uh, com- commercials for all the other cars representing this, uh, this global Sunday law, and uh, and so so much more. That sounds like a Seventh Day Adventist conspiracy theory, Channing. No, 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 no. This is an actual, real live commercial. I, I can send you the link uh, of of Dodge. No, Man. I'm saying that I, I I think that's true, but I think that the take on that sounds like something that Adventists would come up with. You don't believe you don't believe that there'll be a, a, a global Sunday law? There, there, there will be. Uh, that's the that's the I, I know I know I know how you 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 find the word fake sexy. <laughs> no, no, no. The only people that are concerned about that are Seventh-day Adventists historically. Trust me on that. Everybody else, nobody else talks about that except except them. Oh, uh, I I well, in my opinion, I find it to be true. Um, okay. You know. Yeah. I'm not trying to say that nobody, you know, it's not a single head count out there uh, outside of the Adventist movement talks about, it, but that that's something they've always been concerned about. <clears throat> Um, let me say a couple more things here about uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. So they, um, yeah, Pastor Russell, that's what they called him. He, um, I would not call this a prophecy. I'd actually give him a break. But he, he set the, uh, the the date for the return of Christ in 1874. I don't think it was 72. 
And uh, most Jehovah's Witnesses, like back in the 70s or 80s, they had never even heard of this before. Well, the date failed. Now, that was actually, he borrowed that date from an Adventist group. There's a lot of different offshoots of Adventism. You know, the Branch Davidians were offshoots, you know. But, um, and then uh, they did the same thing in 1914. They did it again in 1915. And I believe they did it in 1918, 1919 as well. Some of them weren't publicized as much. Then yeah. he died. He was, I believe, ritually murdered on Halloween night by the Illuminati, and he was actually Illuminati himself. I mean, he was actually... I mean, he's from the Russell bloodline. Now, if you look at, um, you know, Fritz Springmeier's uh, book called, you know, the, the what's, what's the title 13 of that? Bloodlines. 13 Illuminati Bloodlines? Yeah, 13 yeah. Bloodlines Illuminati or whatever the heck, if you yeah. look up in the different chapters, <laughs> one of the families is the Russell family. You know. Mm. And there's no question that Joseph Smith was uh, Illuminati bloodline. Mm. And uh, it's, um, it's it's fairly obvious that, uh, that Charles Russell was too. But anyway, so after that they had a new president of the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society. Mm-hmm. Uh his last name was Rutherford, and he predicted that all this stuff would happen in 1925, and that was a complete flameout. Now, this is very interesting, okay, because the Illuminati are running the show here, and they what they're doing is they're deliberately making a false prophecy. Because stop and think about this. They know this is not going to happen. So the question is, why would they do something like that? This is very interesting. Now, that's kind of, I don't want to go into that because that's kind of complicated because that gives you something to think about. Because they knew it was going to fail. See, he was all controlled. That's my opinion, okay? Uh, They also predicted that the Nazis would win World War II. And that was a complete flame out. So they kept their mouth shut for quite a while, and they made a big production about the end of the war. The Nazis did win World War II, Operation Paperclip. And Hitler died in Argentina. Not, uh, yeah, but well. they didn't. What you're talking about—that's that's that's a theory that there's a that, that, that the Nazis covertly won. They they didn't predict that. They were talking about you know a military type victories. So it was a complete flame out. But anyway, what they did is they made a big production about the year 1975, and they really whipped people up about it. They talked about it a lot, and of course that was a complete and utter failure. And uh, they, they've kept their mouth shut since then. But they really made um, kind of fools out of themselves with that. And they had a lot of people that left at that time, too. So mm-hmm. so it's kind of um, it's kind of absurd that they would be talking about what Johnny said because they have um, you know, had to eat in their words so many times over the years. <clears throat> now, the other thing is, too, this is very interesting. You mentioned the 144,000. I know Sherry talks about that. Sherry talks about two different groups of 144,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to play around with that theory. I played around with a number of theories. But anyway, a Judge Rutherford, that, that's what they called him. And he, by the way, he was actually a, a fairly open a Freemason. It wasn't like that big of a thing back then. I'm so, you know, this is their second president of <laughs> the Watchtower Society. They started mm-hmm. to call them Jehovah's Witnesses in the 20s. But get, check this out. He um, he created a new order for salvation. He said that um, people could enter into the um, the number of the hundred forty four thousand, 
at that time, when he was the president, and kind of like a sheepfold. And so anyway, just a second here. Are you going to be on the phone any much longer? I'll, I'll give it to you. Okay. Second here. And uh, i got to get this phone up, and i got to give it back again so you guys chat a little bit here. Okay. okay. It should be just real short. Um, okay, so um, he opened up this new group, and you had all these people running around saying that they were the 144,000, okay? Well, eventually he died, and decades went by, and the 144,000 class, that's what it was, it, it filled up, okay? And they actually said that it filled up. And uh, they were in a completely different order than the rest of the Jehovah's Witnesses. I mean, you, you clearly had two different tiers, and they were superior. You know what I mean? Interesting. And they were supposed to go to heaven, and the rest of the Jehovah's Witnesses were supposed to stay on earth. So anyway, um, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, you had these people dying off. They were claiming that they were one of the 144,000 because the whole class was closed. It wasn't open to any more people. And it gets interesting because they were the only ones that were uh, able to participate in you know, what we call the Lord's Supper. They have their own terminology. And so uh, eventually these people all died off. So this is kind of a funny story. What I did, I actually infiltrated a local kingdom hall. And um, I actually studied for a year with the first Jehovah's Witness missionary in Paraguay. And God blinded this individual and used him uh, to get me to um, get an inside track on their belief system. I actually went to their uh, to their annual meetings. This guy would take me with him, and uh, he highly prized me because he could see that I was intelligent and he thought I was kind of going to convert. He never asked me. These vital questions that Jehovah's Witnesses will usually ask you, like the first time they come to the door, you know, do you go to church? <laughs> do you believe that God is a trinity? <laughs> this guy never asked me this question. If he, if he had asked me, I would have told him. Huh. So that's why I believe that God blinded him. And eventually I kind of got in an argument with him about Michael the Archangel. And he got really upset because he thought I was going to convert. So in a kind of a way, I, I really liked the guy, but I kind of used him, you know. <laughs> uh, Do you have ever heard of David Corrett? Absolutely. I was talking to him. I've talked about him in different podcasts. Let me keep going a little bit longer. i got to get this phone up, okay? You can ask me about him when I come back. Hmm. So anyway, I went back to this Kingdom Hall years later with my brother and Eric, who's done podcasts with us. And um, this is really funny because... They, they pass around, you know, the, uh, I think they use wine. Uh, maybe, no, they use grape juice, I think. And, you know, this little, uh, I don't know, bread or something like that. And nobody partakes of it. This is one of the strangest ceremonies you'll ever see. Because only, the, only one of the living 144,000 can do this. And when you're sitting there, this is such an obvious mockery. It's from the Illuminati, you see. They're mocking these poor people who are spiritually starved because they're passing it from person to person. It's basically saying, you can't have this. You know, this is for genuine Christians. You're not, you're not a genuine Christian. You, you, you know, you're just a Jehovah's Witness. You, you're going to go to hell. So you don't get to have this. Pass it on to the next person. I'm just Anyway, what happened? 
I got a kind of funny sense of humor, okay? I was watching this, and I busted up laughing right in front of everybody in the whole kingdom hall. And my <laughs> these people, they have such serious looks on their face, and um, Jehovah's Witnesses. They're not like Mormons. You know, Mormons feel something. You know, spiritually, they'll have like, you know, this burning in the bosom. Jehovah's Witnesses don't feel anything. It's one of the deadest religions out there. Uh, Even when they pray, they don't. I mean, they're very gloomy people. They're very negative people uh, about the future. They're always expecting Christ to come. They're well dressed. uh, They have a high rate. Yeah, they're very well dressed. They have a very high rate of depression. Okay. Yeah. And all kinds of uh, sexual problems because they they don't have the Holy Spirit helping them, and so they have to re- repress everything. Wow. And things get weird. I mean, this is like a huge subject. I know a lot about that religion. And so anyway, I busted up, <laughs> and my friends <laughs> just must go like crawling, crawling under the chair somewhere, man. I couldn't help it. <laughs> so anyway, that's a funny story. So that's that's what they do there with the 144,000. But the 144,000, I think they may all be dead now. There may be some survivors. I don't know. I have to check online. i got to give the phone up. Hopefully I can get it back a little bit. So carry the show a little bit because we actually got a little podcast going here, okay? Let's mm-hmm. see what you guys can come okay. up with, okay? I'll be back when I can, all right? Hey, Channing, did you hear that apparently there was a game that some – supposed Christian, that's the story that we're being told, is that this guy was a Christian and he put out this game called Kill the Faggot, where all you do is, it's it's like one of those games, like the arcade games, where you're holding a gun and there, there are targets that are passing you by from side to side, you know, um, horizontally, and you gotta shoot the transgenders, the, the homosexuals, and they're dressed in pink going across the screen, and then there are straight people, and, uh, you know, you're getting points based on how many you kill at a combo rate and stuff like that, like a normal video game. They're awarding you points for not screwing up and, you know, doing the point of the whole game, just to shoot and kill homos. And I guess uh, they got taken down, but um, it's, the, it's uh, the newest thing I've heard of, which is stirring up a bunch of controversy online and not a GLP yet. I'm, I'm thinking about making it a thread, but at the same time, I don't know if I really want to do that because then I'll have to tend to it, and I'm not going to tend to it right now. So, are you, are you still there, Jamie? Jamie? Hmm.
Well, I'm, I really don't know if I'm live right now. If anybody can hear me, no one's speaking up. Dave, you're supposed to have been gone. Channing, I don't know where the heck you went. Well, if this was recording this whole time, I hope Dave's not going to be upset that it's just dead air. I mean, he might just edit this out anyway, so it doesn't matter, but... Well, I mean, there's a lot to talk about, but... I, I just don't even know where to begin right now. I did find a new website today. Where is it? Doomcollective.com. Maybe it can be like a... 
gave me an internal server error when I searched it. Huh. Doom Collective doesn't exist anymore? What the hell is this? What? I just found this site. Hold on. I have it linked right here in the description for tonight's GLP show. Found out about this site just searching about, um, searching for a picture about GLP. I got this site dedicated to all doom without the GLP mind control. This is what he said, or he had typed out on the website, and about two hours ago, three hours ago, and I said the show up was still working. So I'm back, you guys. Hey, Dave. I started talking about um, this story about this supposed Christian. That's all we know. It's probably He's probably not a Christian at all, but he created this game where um, the sole purpose of the game is to shoot homosexuals called Kill the Faggot. And oh, that sounds like something the Illuminati would create. Uh-huh, yeah. And but I was talking do, about what it. What they do is they, um, they come up with these little schemes um, to make Christianity look bad with crazy stuff like that. Yeah. The best example of that is, is what's called the Westboro Baptist Church. Everybody's heard of them. You've heard of them. Channing's heard of them. You may not remember them, but you've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. These are the ones, they show up at, like, uh, the funerals of... Oh, yeah, and they say, God, he's fags. Yeah. Okay. I'm just telling you flat out, that's a, that's a, that's a psyop there. I think Channing got cut, because I was talking about it, I finished what I was saying, and I waited for a response, and he didn't say anything. And he texted me, he asked if I'm still on the call. Maybe he just that thinks was, you're boring and he fell asleep. No, I, I he didn't. Uh, I don't know. He's not. He's not here. Is he on? Oh. I mean, can you see it on your switchboard? Because it doesn't yeah. say he left. Uh, maybe at he all. had to do something in the background. Okay. He had to step away, but he, yeah, he's still there. Because I just closed the chat room and I opened it up. I want. I, I actually made this group um, like public. But nobody's showing up in there, so it's also weird. It doesn't show up. Uh, on a live show, it's, it's not appearing. So I'm a little suspicious about that. Because they like to do weird things with us. You there, Johnny? Yeah, right here. Okay. Yeah, um, there was something I was going to mention before that, too, but I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Message him on... Uh, how did that oh, he's, yeah. You back? He's about to type. He wants a little. Shannon back. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Are you there? Oh, this is weird. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, let me do that. Uh, yeah. Oh, you're here. Okay, we can hear you. He's our main contributor here. He always has something to talk about. <laughs> I've been talking so much lately to different people that um, tend to run a little dry at times, you know. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I, I gotta oh, be on yeah. tonight. Dave. Oh, yeah. I gotta be on tonight too. What are you gonna do tonight? Me? Yeah. 
I got a Skype call with um Oh Michael? Java Ring and uh oh. and uh, his sidekick, uh Cade. It's called Monosodium. Okay. What time is that gonna be at? I don't know. Not supposed to be on Skype. Okay. Um Michael, you know that guy Michael talked to me, he said, um Oh, Michael Lark. Yeah, he said uh, he's excited to get in contact with you and I together. That was weird. You know? that was yeah, weird. I, wonder if he, I wonder if he contacted me on Facebook. I had a whole bunch of people that... He probably did, yeah. That he me. Hello? Yeah. We can hear you. That was weird. Uh, the the last thing I remember was Johnny talking about the uh, the uh, that game that he was talking about. Uh, and then I... Uh, the show stepped going, kept going on the phone. I could hear you, uh, and I didn't have it on mute, and I kept on saying hello, hello, hello. Uh, and then I was talking about how uh, uh, they uh, was talking about um, sexual energy, and uh, I was I was asking Johnny, uh, did you know that if you cut your hair short, that it it gives you uh, sexual frustration? You know, that was weird. Wow, I didn't know that. Wait, you asked me that? No, I didn't hear anything. Why do they cut the military's hair cut so short or whatever? It's it's like it, well, well, yeah, they did they did a they did a um a t- a test in 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 the army uh, and uh, and it was the with the two Indian track hunters. One was uh-huh. uh, given the uh, military crew haircut, uh, buzz cut, and and the other yeah. one w- kept kept his uh, Indian uh, Indian hair. And um, one the 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 one that they were supposed to track each other one time, and then the the other time, the other one tracks the other one. So the the one time, the the one with the uh, sh- uh, long hair tra- tracked the one that um, had the buzz cut, the military buzz cut. The military buzz cut dude, uh, Indian, he wasn't able to sense him in time, and it was basically tag you're it. Uh, uh-huh. But the uh, but 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 the one that had uh, but the other track hunter Indian track hunter that had the long hair when it was his turn to you know you know play hide and go seek or whatever and then the other Indian track hunter this was an actual uh, thing that the armor did uh, I think it was a Cold Warrior or something I got to double check and they uh, and so so the buzz cut uh, Indian went to go to find him and he was able to like wake up and sense him coming like way before he ever, like, showed up or whatever. He had heightened senses of awareness with, with his long hair, uh, and they determined that in this in this, uh, in this this study that it, it caused sexual frustration and the, uh, the heights of awareness were vastly decreased. This is true. Now, I've never heard about the um, decrease in sex and... Oh, oh, you said sexual frustration. Yes. That would be. That I've, would I've be, noticed uh, that before. I, Whenever I got my hair cut short, I, I, I've been a lot more like antsier, uh, possibly yeah, a little bit more sexually frustrated. I've, I've noticed that before. Yeah, and when I have the uh, you know the more moderate, longer hair uh, to a degree, uh, it I don't feel so so anxious. Well, I mean the whole sexual frustration thing—that's pretty nebulous. Uh, it's. It can be kind of subjective, so it would be difficult to um, determine that through um, study. It was a study. You'd have to test a lot of people. 
I, I don't trust these tests anyway because uh, I'm. I don't. I don't trust you know polls. I don't trust statistics. I'm a total skeptic because I li- see. I believe we live in a system of control. So when they roll these things out, it's normally to influence us. This is the um, what the job of social engineers. This is how they influence us. You know, they tell us they define normal and they they run these studies. But anyway, what you're saying, I totally believe in it. And we've talked about this before. It's based on the premise that man is an electrical being. Well, they were, these uh, studies are real. Like like when they give the uh, the ar- uh, when the army found out that alcohol is basically like a truth serum stuff like that uh-huh well i'm not trying to say it's all it's all fake you know it's all bad um i have to talk uh you know in, in depth about that a little bit so kind of people kind of get it's it's never that way you know it's never all fake you know um so you know i, I i'm never going to believe something like that but anyway um because man is an electrical being um his hair actually has uh, magnetic properties. It apparently serves as an antenna. And um, these natural abilities that man has had, you know, for, for, for aeons, um, Christians are largely ignorant about. There's basically um, three categories of these types of abilities. One is from the demonic realm. The other's from the Holy Spirit, and in between you have this big uh, middle area where man actually has these abilities. Now, an easy way to illustrate this, people have to understand, because Christians are highly programmed, that children are able to do things that adults can't. But what happens, they have kind of a, you'd have to qualify if it's kind of a categorical awareness but they actually lose these abilities. And I'm telling you flat out, the reason they lose them is because they become increasingly toxic. This has been proven over and over again. You can also take uh, people in indigenous societies like in Brazil, the jungles, and they come into um, you know, the big city, Rio de Janeiro, and they start eating that toxic anti-food like McDonald's food. For one thing, they get cancer very quickly because they're not adapted because believe it or not, the Illuminati actually um, allowed us to be adapted to, um, it was canned food originally. That's what they started giving us, you know. And uh, But what happens, they have these abilities. Now, Chris's are assuming that it's all demons. And I'll just tell you that in my belief, these people are, they do have demons. And um, the demons do things through them. The Christians have never sufficiently explained why they lose these abilities when they eat these diabolical toxins. And I'm saying, as a deep conspiracist, those toxins are specifically designed to shut down these um, these centers, uh, whatever you want to call them. See, if I say psychic center, the Christian doesn't like that term. You know, that's a that's a, that's a bad term. You when know, I was younger, I used to call myself Super Channing. <laughs> But yeah, you you lose these abilities as you get older. You know, you lose creativity. This is the fact. And people just accept this. They go, well, you know, it's natural to be more creative. No, something happened. And you got, as you get older, your body is a vessel, and you're just gradually accumulating environmental toxins. That's why people that are old, they're very toxic, you know. And their awareness uh, shuts down. I'm sure you've um, heard 
the the book uh the the book uh famous book called The Body's Many Cries for Water? Yes, I've got that book. Yeah. That's a good book. That shows you the importance of uh, hydration and uh it, it's so important to drink water that even if you drink highly toxic tap water, really, uh, which you shouldn't, if you're going to drink that stuff, at least let it sit out for a while so the, the chlorine evaporates. I'm so That's scared of fluoridated water. I've been fluoridated-free for, what, five years now? Uh-huh. And also what you can do is take a big, long wooden spoon and uh, stir it, I would say, at least 40 times clockwise. Uh-huh. And you can actually... I'm getting into something that I I heard about uh, from a like a like a some sort of uh, a funky uh, scientist uh, cool guy on uh, YouTube a while a while back, uh, and he was talking about yeah it, everything that comes out uh, in, into um, our water bottles that we we drink from the stores it comes out the the pot uh, the the pipes. Uh, at, at the factory, the other clock way instead of the way that you just mentioned, and that's not good for our, our internal uh, body. Uh, See, that's I think done by deliberate design. Better. Um, that's done deli- by deliberate design. They do it the wrong way on purpose. This is what, done over is and over that? in our what society. Is I never really checked too much into that. Well, Channing, here's here's the thing. If when you when you get knowledge, you learn gradually that everything is done the wrong way for a diabolical purpose. See, that's only one data point there. So there's a 50% chance of getting that right. It's done the wrong way. But you will find this consistently right down the line. And that that's, that's infallible proof that this society is being done to basically keep us down on the farm because it's statistically improbable that it can always be wrong. See that? Now, the good news is they actually put out alternatives all around us. You've got to pay normally, not always. I actually did a podcast that's not available of um, a cheap solutions for um, you know nutrients and water and stuff like that. I mean, they, and everything is like really cheap, you know. And uh, it's too bad that's not up yet. We almost got it up, but um, the guy who was doing the audio. His his wife had a child, so he got a little behind there. But yeah, that's an interesting subject. So you know, you want to uh, drink um, like six glasses of water a day. Even if it's toxic um, tap water, but let it sit for a while. The other thing too is um, it's even better to shake your water violently for at least thirty seconds because I do that every time I drink water. That's right. It has something to do with the with the uh, with the flow. Everything has a flow. Everything has a life force, and if it's yeah. just sitting there dead, you're drinking something dead, basically, kind of, sort of. Well, it's, it's kind of like artificially vibrating the water. Everything is vibrating. And if something, the, the more something vibrates, uh, the more energetic it is, which is something good. That's something get, good. I, Christians have a hard time relating to all this. I think this is some kind of witchcraft or something. I get the water from the machine uh, at, at Walmart. It's uh, thir- thir- 30, uh, $0.37 cents a gallon, uh, and it's reverse osmosis. Uh, okay, now that that water is dead. What? Yeah, it's dead. It doesn't have any minerals in it. And so now right. I'll, I'll tell you. Well, here's what you do, okay? Now everyone should everyone should do this. Um, I live up here in the right. Pacific Northwest, and we you know there's Kroger stores all across America, but up here we have uh, what's called Fred Meyer, 
and yeah. Kroger bought them up. But if you go, I mean, it's a big store. And but if you go there, they actually have uh, Himalayan salt in bulk. But you want to get ideally get some kind of uh, sea salt and just put a little bit of it in uh, the water because what you're doing, you're replacing the minerals. The reverse osmosis that takes all the minerals out. Okay, and that also changes the energy signature of the water. But anyway, you can have toxic tap water if you shake it or stir it it will actually become living water, and the Bible talks about this, so it will still have the chemicals in it, but it also has the ethers. It attracts the ethers when you do that. So there's simple things that you can do to improve it, but you should let it sit around. I forget how long it takes to evaporate the chlorine out. I think it's too long. Well, this might sound kind of, uh, I don't know, um, perverted or something. But uh, it, it's funny that you mentioned the living water thing because I, I seen a, like a, a thing a while ago that someone's theory was uh, when the woman at the well asked them for for the, the living water, the Messiah, and he said, "Go and get your husband." That the living water he was actually talking about was semen. No, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't go along with that. There's sexual things in the Bible, though. The Christians have not. Uh... They've not been able to process, but I, I wouldn't go with that one there. That it never runs dry, is what they were yeah. saying. I think that's – does this guy actually claim to be a Christian? Usually those, usually those kind of interpretations. Well, he was, it, it was, it's, it's, it's on the sacred – you could just Google it, the sacred origin of semen. And oh, okay. Right, right there. Christian origin <laughs> and all that, yeah, it's – they got a lot of weird websites out there, like you there's people out there that claim that Jesus is a mushroom, and um, oh yeah, and I they talk that. about the semen and everything like that, and uh, in, in the Lord's Supper it actually had to do with semen and things like that, and uh, it's wow. a bunch of garbage. Wow. You know, I've seen yesterday. It was a website called ComeForPeace.com. Wow. Where you had to focus. You had to focus your sexual energy and intention upon, like, uh, you know, love and light and world peace and new age stuff like that while you're having sex and or masturbating yourself so that when you come and uh, all it's all released and I orgasm, then you're focusing all your intent and energy on uh, whatever you were wanting to put out into the world in that way. That's Yeah, yeah. Okay, get it? Okay. What we're talking about there is sex magic. We we don't we don't shy away from sexual subjects around here. They don't come up very often. But Connie and I did a uh, I thought one of our better podcasts. Um, it, it was a book review on uh, called God and Sex, and uh, it's a long four and a half hour file. It's never audio uh-huh. file. It's just never been edited. And uh, but eventually that'll get out there because it's one of our better ones, and people will enjoy that. But I, I uh, prefer to uh, address... Great job these. on writing a book. I didn't know you wrote one. Uh, I posted that up on uh, Facebook. No, uh, I didn't write a book. Oh, I thought you wrote the New World Order book. Uh, no, because... what's funny is when uh, when uh, Ab was interviewing he me, he misunderstood too. me, and he thought that I said yeah. that I wrote that book. I never said that. He had quite Uh-oh. a few uh, misunderstandings on that show, like at least like three of them, I think. Because I was listening to your uh, the uh, the Holy Spirit... Um, Re, 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 uh, 
reconsidered or whatever episode. The Holy Spirit reconsidered. They're reconsidering the Holy Spirit or something episode. Okay. Yeah. I just want to say, and if everybody is listening to this, that uh, we have t- we have two different room twos. Um, we have a room two on TalkShoe, which is called Room Two A. I have not been able to get this on iTunes yet; some kind of technical problem. But for, we've got a lot of new fans to our podcast, and they want to listen to everything. Okay, so go to iTunes, and there's an old Room Two, which has disappeared on TalkShoe, and that has a lot of audio in there that people haven't listened to. If you've not found it. If, you, if you're relatively new, so there's uh, there's a lot of audio there because a lot of people don't even know there's a room two at all. So there's two different room twos. You'll have to show me how you uh, you 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 add all the uh, audio in later to to the show. Uh, what do you mean added all the audio? You mean uploaded it? You you add you add uh, intro, intro break music and and end music right or no? I don't know how to do that. Somebody else is doing that. What, what show oh, is this? Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. That's easy, actually. You just, you know, you you put it in, a, you know, Audacity and then just add add it. That's all. I, I I need to figure out how to do Audacity. This is getting kind of ridiculous because uh, we just got way too much audio that has never been added to, and we just we're kind of getting farther behind. Really, but so. to have to to, to get to, to get uh, music uh, live stream audio um, from whatever's on on the internet is a streaming audio recorder. Uh, Software. That's that's the name of it. Streaming audio recorder. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's one of my concerns. I was going to message Ab on uh, Skype and ask him what kind of um, software he's using to record Skype because I've had reliability problems. We've actually lost a couple uh, shows because um, it just failure. It didn't work. You know. So. <clears throat> a couple things I did with David Colham over in England. That latest podcast about cosmology, um, we actually did a really good show early in the day. And uh, he didn't record it, and it was a complete flame out of my end. But anyway, that shows you how much we talked on Skype that one day, because uh, we did a really good one early in the day. So. Also, Johnny, I meant to ask you, what's the uh, what's the uh, email address for the full-fledged show that you created? I think it was just questions for the full-fledged show, or the full-fledged show questions, something like that. I'll have to do some, uh, yeah, Yahoo. Oh, you'll have to send it to me. Yeah, I'll have to do some word arrangements, because I forgot the password, too, so. Yeah. You know, it's like when you make an email just out of the blue, and you don't write down the password, and you forget it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this website that I have going up and stuff, I plan on doing everything full-fledged. I really like that title. I just, you like the title, full-fledged? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's like it's coming at you full-fledged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, full-fledged. Um, yeah. It is good. I want to, uh, Dave, do you know of a, a, any services that uh, allow you to... Uh, like uh, for me to do the blog talk uh, radio show or whatever, and and do live stream uh, vi- video where where people can call in while I'm doing the show and I'm um, I'm live on 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 video. video. I think blog talk does that. No, they don't have you a video. Have... They don't have a sure? video. Are you oh, sure don't you don't have... have to pay extra for that? Because you can call in through Skype. 
You as a host can call in through Skype right now. Yeah, I don't do Skype. So, Skype's too choppy. It's too choppy. I think that might be the only way, then. There, 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 there is a there, there is a site Maybe. out there. My my pastor he uses it uh, for what for his uh, sermons. Uh, it's it's live, and anybody could just uh, go to it and see see him doing the sermon. Yeah, I think I think there is, and uh, you might want to look into UStream. UStream, I think that's what it was or whatever. Yeah. There is is that a YouTube thing? Because there is now this YouTube thing um, where, like, if the three of us have YouTube accounts, we can go there and do a live chat, video chat. And uh, yeah, you can you know, do that on Google Plus. Yeah. There you go. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I didn't and know. Then upload it to YouTube. You can uh, basically what it does. It's like um, it's like talk to, but it has a video capability. Mhm. You know, if you want to have a cam operating, they can people can see you. Hmm. My computer doesn't like that uh, Google Plus too much. It starts to bog down. So. Oh. I'm still running the XP, believe it or not. But, you know, Robert, uh, my sidekick here, um, you know, we do this one podcast. We upload it into our primary show here. It's called uh, True Lies uh, Reality Crash. And uh, he's still running the XP, and he's, you know, he's working for a living. So there's a lot of people running the XP still. It's a good system. I mean, it was. It's being outdated, obviously now. So. Anyway, Johnny, I, I don't like to sidestep anything. So, uh, what you're talking about there, there was sexual magic. It has to do oh. with any time of any kind of magic at all. We talked about. I talked about this with um, with Ab um, on Fakeologist Radio, but it has to do with concentrating the will. Um, a lot of Christians just associate magic with, um, you know, demons. Again, see, it's a simplistic view. It's everything is just demons, you know. Yeah. And when I was a kid, by the way, I was actually—I wouldn't call myself a stage magi- magician, but I was a parlor magician. Mm-hmm. I was absolutely fascinated with magic, and of course, that's a different type of magic. I mean, these are "quote unquote" magic tricks, but that's why I told Ab. I said, "Well, you know, magic is very." broad subject you know what kind of magic are you talking about you know because it does involve the paranormal but basically it has to do with concentrating your will and uh, if you're a black magician you're going to utilize evil spirits and what actually is happening they're they're actually using you and uh, Mm -hmm. different black magicians depending on their awareness They'll actually be aware of that, all that. I mean, they're not in denial. They're not necessarily deceived. I mean, they're not always deceived. But they think that's actually a good thing. I mean, they they know they're being controlled. It's actually like they're sacrificing themselves, you know. There's a there's an exchange there. Yeah. A lot of Christians assume that the black magician is deceived, and he thinks that he's controlling the demons. Some of them believe that, but not, not all of them. And so anyway, uh, there is some... Um, the problem with Christians, they just don't understand subtle energies at all. They just don't, unless they're kind of like an internet internet type Christian that's been exposed. To all. I'm I'm talking about local churchgoers. You know, they're going to have to educate themselves. The pastors never, obviously, never going to talk about these things. There's there's not really that many things you can talk about anyway. If you're limited to a, a little sermon, you know, four times a month. You cannot convey that much information over the course of a year. And then what they do, they repeat the same subjects, a lot of them, 
like talking about tithing or something like that. So they don't really talk about that much. So obviously they're never going to talk about these things. I mean, they're never going to talk about UFOs, obviously. Not that that's really that important. I don't think they should because, um, you know, spiritual things are more important. But anyway, I mean, you're going to have to educate yourself about these things. And you're not going to hear about this kind of thing on, on television. So I'm talking about subtle energies, you know. So anyway, there are concentrations of subtle energy in the body. Now, the Bible actually talks about this. It says the life is in the blood. Now, if you understand what the life is, the life is everywhere. And what the Bible is saying there, very, very simplistically, it's concentrated in the blood. And that is the primary reason why the, the blood is sacred. It's used in sacrifice. This is a huge subject because you're going, why is this sacred, you see? Because this is not the Holy Spirit. This is something that goes right past Christians. It's actually electromagnetic energy. And yet, there's kind of an overlap with that in certain qualified contexts with the Holy Spirit. It's, and people get it confused. It's not spirit. It's not spirituality. It's the ethers, you see. And so anyway, the reason I bring this up is because you either know this or you don't. You can either process it, or you can't. But the blood is not the only uh, bodily fluid that has higher concentrations of uh, of the ethers. Now, if you stop and think for a moment, okay, um, you know it. Uh, you know, a male sperm. Um, I mean, it it it, it creates life. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be basic common sense that you would have a higher concentration of ethers in sperm? Well, that's that's obvious, okay? Well, it, well, actually, it does. And the reason I don't back down from these subjects is we actually have subtle technologies available where we can prove that there's a higher concentration. Now, what Satanists do, they know all about these things. That's what they're doing with semen and blood, you see. And what they're trying to do is amp everything up, okay? For instance, when you um, eat meat that is, um, that is killed the wrong way, and all of that is done deliberately, that animal uh, d- dies in a state of fear. Right, exactly. And that is, that's all satanic. And when you eat that meat... Um, that negative energy field becomes a part of you, and one of the things that meat-eating um, produces is, is problems with anger. Right. Now, again, see, we're talking about subtle energies. Most Christians are going to have a problem believing that, you know, the, you're trying to say there's anger in the meat, Dave, and now I'm going to become angry by eating meat. This is, compl- this is the last time I listen to this show. You guys are nuts, man. Well, guess what? <clears throat> what that person needs to do, is expose himself, educate himself to the overwhelming evidence of what happens when you have a heart transplant. You ever heard about this? You actually take on the emotions and personality to some degree. Right. It's going to be limited of the person that uh, the heart came from. Are you are you familiar with this? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, the evidence of this is so overwhelming, it's basically irrefutable. You can just basically just hit, you know, take your your head and put it in the sand and go, I, I don't believe that. Well, yeah. you don't want to be exposed to the truth because this, this is true, you see. 
And so it all has to do with frequency. And see, when you when you think a thought, um, that is actually an electromagnetic field. And it can have everything is varying degrees of light and dark. And when you get around um, darkness, and there's different types of darkness. There's spiritual darkness, and there's actually electromagnetic or etheric darkness, which is actually a lack of light. And this is based on the premise, which is actually a scientific fact, that everything in creation is, is emitting luminous light. I talked about that, too. And so anyway, if you go into a, uh, a negative zone uh, where there's uh, negative people there who are dark, they can be spiritually dark, they can be etherically dark, it's going to impact you. Uh, you have what's called um, energy vampires, and there's different types of them. Now, you have what's called an unintentional energy vampire. You get around these people, they're just dark. I mean, they got a negative mindset. They're not deliberately trying to extract energy from you, but you get around them and you stay too long, and your attitude changes, and you go, man, i got to keep away from that guy, man. I mean, you know, your heart rate goes up, you get under stress. I, someone called me a side priest before. Uh-huh. Well, the Bible actually talks about, um, you know, the benefit of hanging out, fellowshipping, dwelling with people who are, are beneficial, you know. It has an effect on you. Most people are so distracted, they're simply not paying attention to them. You know, like when they eat this food, their body is telling them over and over again, this is bad. They're not paying attention. They're just not paying attention. Most people don't pay attention to their body until they start getting into health. They got, they got kind of a, 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 an investment now, see? And so then they start paying attention. But before that, people people don't. Because we live in a cause and effect reality, and, and all these things are impacting us on a daily basis. And uh, most people's warning system, like I said before, is shut down. But a lot of things are still functioning, but they're not they're not not noticing. I know this is true with myself because before I got into health, I didn't pay attention to anything. You know, if you had a sour stomach or something like that, or you um, you were you're constipated, you would notice things like that. You know what I mean? But these these kind of subtle things, they don't they don't notice the subtle things because their body is doing things, but people are simply not paying attention. They're too distracted, and all that is manufactured. We're manufactured to not pay attention because then we're easier to manage by the social engineers. And distraction is a huge aspect of social engineering because it sounds like it's not that important. But if you if you really um, gain some knowledge about human behavior, you will see that people are incredibly distracted. They can't concentrate. Now, I'm actually proving this with talking about the artificial night sky because it's so simple and so self-evident. Anybody can do this. I, and yet we're, I didn't see a cloud behind the moon. Well, that's that's a lot more difficult. Keep looking because you'll see it. You've got the rest of your life to see it, and you will see it. Just just persist. I, I guarantee it. I can guarantee it. it. As long as a person keeps looking, they'll see it. It's just a matter of... Yeah, I've been looking, but it's too cloudy out. And that's what happens with people. They The reason they don't see it is they get too distracted and they forget. They can't... And see, the opposite of distraction, you know, it's focus, and people, they cannot focus on really anything unless it has some um, 
they have to see you have to have desire you know what i mean so if something really appeals to a person like sex power money oh they'll focus on that you know but other than that it's like well what why should i be interested in this you know what is this going to do for me you know that kind of thing you know they don't they don't get it because people are so dumbed down they don't want to learn because they're just too lazy because they want some kind of short-term benefit you know what I mean? And it's not going to produce anything in the short term. What are you going to get? You're not going to get any money out of this, you know. I'm talking about just educating yourself just to be more intelligent and to learn more about reality. And that's what truth is. Is reality correctly defined? People are not interested in that. So anyway, what Satanists do in these sacrifices, they have different methods. The basic one is to terrorize people. And uh, that changes the uh, the energy signature because everybody is electromagnetic being. And uh, then what they do, they kill the person after they terrorize them, and they eat, uh, you know, the heart or whatever. And uh, they, it has an energy signature that signature that's favorable to them. And they try to consume the the life force. You know what I mean? And so that's what they're doing there. And. Really? Uh, All this stuff is real. It all works. They know what they're doing. Christians don't understand it. Go ahead. When being tortured, like at Guantanamo Bay or whatever, uh, for for being a constitutionalist or whatever you want to call it, um, uh, is it it possible to uh, uh, not not, uh, give them the ether uh, of your fear? Um, with, with, With all the tactics that they they use um, with, without screaming, without crying and stuff? Is it possible to just, uh, you know, uh, be like, uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to cry, I'm not going to scream or anything like that? Because that's what they that's what they want, right? They want that, right? Well, if they con- consciously recognize that you were doing that, they'd have a number of ways to shut that down. The primary way is just through torture. They just up the torture. When you get but if you if you um no see to... Christians think that if you they don't believe in this energy first of all okay so if if some of these Christians get to the point where they they do believe in this energy uh, they they don't believe that you can move it with your mind they don't believe you can do anything they don't they don't believe in that kind of thing okay uh, but you can and there's ways that you can prove that. This is why they stumble over this kundalini-type stuff, because you can draw the energy up your spine. And we're all being psyoped by that word kundalini. You can call it whatever you want to have. I had a kundalini experience myself way back in um, the mid-'90s, and it was a classic one. And it, um, it there's some dangers, and uh, I didn't know what the heck I was doing because I was exposing myself to too much energy and so I had a lot of these negative experiences, you know, like itching of your skin and these huge bursts of energy where I was just overwhelmed And because uh, I didn't know anything about grounding. And historically, um, that's the purpose of the guru is to actually guide the neophyte through this process because this is a real tangible energy. And see, too much of it is it's not good. It's not good. You you can you can kill yourself. Um, now there's theories out there that this is the explanation for. Con- uh, um, just like a mind blank. I just had the word at the tip of my tongue. Spontaneous combustion. You probably heard yeah. that, right? 
Now, I just want to touch on that real quickly. Um, can, we had I a discussion can. about that, I think, behind the scenes. I don't think we've ever talked about updating that. For years, I believed that that was, um, for different reasons, there was an, an excess, um, an abrupt excess of um, etheric energy. Okay, oh. it, has, it goes by many names. Now, I, I'm not saying that that never happens, because I think that it's true sometimes. I actually believe that that is a, a deliberate disinfo information from, from the Illuminati. They do a lot of stuff like this, okay? They try to convince you that uh, toilets on the lower um, half of the earth, lower hemisphere, spin to the left, and toilets above in the upper northern hemisphere, they spin to the right. When you flush them, this is a bald-faced lie. If you investigate it yourself, you can find out it's not true. Okay, oh. they they create these kind of stories, and all you gotta do is investigate, and that's a bunch of a bunch of garbage. I mean, they actually have places like Snopes that expose this kind of thing. What it's supposed to do is support their false cosmology. They just kind of roll this stuff out there with kind of a you know kind of a grin on their face, a little hoodwink, because they know that most people will will not research and they'll believe it because they just believe what they hear and they just repeat it. Okay. Well, I actually believe that they are – this is a typical um, – you know, we call this the extreme reality show around here, too. This is why we call ourselves that. I actually believe that they are using – well, I talked about this with App. You know, and he was kind of going, what? They've got an unbelievably um, advanced beam weaponry. I mean, remember, Tesla, as far as we know, he had a death ray in the year 1900. What the heck do you think these guys have got? They got the soul pack. That that alone will tell you that all of our wars, soul pack, they're they're all they're well they're basically fake because they're using archaic technology. They're not rolling out the big technology. They're fighting with archaic weaponry, and so obviously wars are fought for an entirely different purpose than the common man believes. And that's why you don't want to send your son and daughter off to war. See, that's the value of knowledge. You see, it can be life or death, like uh-huh. whether you're going to get uh, chemotherapy or not, or whether you're going to get your child vaccinated because they can um, end up with um, autism or any uh, number of these. That's what all these problems with you know attention deficit order and stuff like that. I'm not trying to say it's all vaccines because it's not because um, we're under attack. This is actually this is a quiet war, and they're. One of the things they're primarily using right now, well, actually, they're using uh, electromagnetic frequencies, but um, they're using heavy metals. Because right now you've got aluminum dust all over your skin. It's it's in the air. It's it's, it's falling down from the sky, man. And it's just everywhere. It's ruined our soil. And uh, that that's a huge subject in itself. But um, I actually believe... That they that they kill people uh, with some kind of um, subtle, you know, beam weaponry. That's you know, it's not masers, it's not tasers. It's something that's way more advanced. Now stop and think about this one thing. Do you Heart think attack? they would have this kind of technology? Stop and think about that. Do you think they would have this kind of technology? Heart attack, mm-hmm. Hey Dave. I, we um, got to we got to deal with this. Do you think they would have that kind of technology? Yeah, Dave. 
Well, of course they do, because Tesla had it. Okay, now I'm, I'm trying to get people to think. Okay. <laughs> okay, so they have the technology. This is very simple, but the reason I'm doing this is because people do not think like this. Okay, you ready? Do you think they would use it? Yeah. On the public. On that, now, this is very important, because if they do, that means that people are going to disappear for mysterious reasons, because they're basically going to turn them uh, either into a pile of dust, or they're just going to completely disappear them. Because, see, they've got um, technology. I tell you flat out, it's it's more advanced than nano, nanotechnology. Nanotechnology, um, you know, at the military-industrial type level, that's the ultimate weapon because you can just – it's action from a distance. You can just send it uh, to the threat and just di- disassemble it, however you want to define that. You can make them invisible. You just disassemble their uh, mo- their molecules so they become invisible. Huh. So this is very important because this virtually forces you to bring God into the picture. Where the heck is God in all this? Because, see, you know they don't like us. So why aren't they doing this? Well, they, I'm saying they are. But it's very limited. God is allowing it. He allows a lot of crazy stuff to go on, but it's very limited. Because I, I said right on the, you know, the fakeology show, they could do this to everybody, just like right now. So why don't they do it? You have to concoct theories about. Well, you know, they think they're gods, and uh, and you know, you got to have a rule over somebody. So what they like to rule over somebody to stroke their big satanic ego. So that's why they keep us around. And that's not a very good theory. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think we're kind of a big pain in the ass because, um, see, what they're doing, they're, they're making us increasingly dysfunctional, which um, makes us easier to rule in some sense, but also makes us harder to rule in another sense. Uh, because, you know, dysfunctionality is not entirely good. You're going to become increasingly erratic. You know what I mean? But they are making people stupider. There's, there's absolutely no question. People are not getting more intelligent. Um, computer technology can be used to make people more intelligent, but you have to know what you're doing. Like any kind of gift that God gives you, you have to appropriate it because it can actually be a curse. It can turn out to, um, to destroy you if you don't appropriate it correctly. That's what sex is. That's what alcohol is. You know what I mean? Uh, that's what a knife is, knowledge to make a weapon, you know. So a lot of things are like that. So anyway, um, I just want to go back to the whole sexual magic thing, but um, there's there's no question whatsoever that sexual magic is, um, if you want to call it that. I mean, there's, the term uh, magic is, is problematic. and it, It's actually like a psyop word, um, like a lot of these words. I mean, the whole language is weaponized, so... But, you know, we have to use these words, and you have to define them as well as you can. But there's like um, four or five different levels of sexual magic. The most basic um, level is concentrating on something or actually saying specific words or the, um, the word of a person that you actually may have genuine affection for. They could even be a spouse. And this kind of stuff doesn't go on very often, but it, it, it's possible. You could be away from them, and uh, but you're supposed to say their name when you ejaculate, and uh, this is supposed to create some kind of etheric bond, if that's what you want to do. You know what I mean? That's the most simple, basic level of uh, 
sexual magic, I'm not going to talk about the other stuff. But the basic level is pretty simple. So, And, you know, they put uh, love charms, they create love charms and uh, things like that to try to draw. Uh, we've got... This is why we need to talk about this stuff, okay? There's people listening to this podcast that probably, um, they don't like what I just said. Well, I'll tell you what, you've got daughters in middle school who are doing this stuff to get boys. And their parents are Christians and they're completely clueless. So maybe you should educate yourself a little bit. Watch a YouTube video or something, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure it's out there somewhere, you know. But I would make it Christian. Uh, well, the picking's going to be slim with Christians, so um, you may have problems. So I don't know. Just try to educate yourself because this this stuff is going on. These little girls are practicing witchcraft. I'm just telling you flat out. Don't talk about that, Dave. Well, somebody's got to because the pastors are not talking about it because they're clueless too. Witchcraft is widespread. Because you look at, you know, look at Disney. It's almost like omnipresent in, um, you know, popular media. They're just pushing, pushing, pushing the witchcraft. And what, are they, what they're doing, what we talked about before, they're making us like, like them, gradually, through the great satanic doctrine of gradualism. They are gradually transforming mankind to what's called the great work. There's more than one great work. It's an alchemical work. Alchemy has to do with transmutation at the most simple, basic level. And what they're doing is they're transforming mankind. And you look around, I mean, if you, <laughs> you'd have to have your head totally buried because you have an acceleration of devolution, but people are being transformed, but it's for a, a negative purpose, obviously. I mean, nothing's getting better. I mean, people are turning into brute beasts. They can't even, they don't even have a language anymore. It's just like you stand around the bus stop and listen to some of these, these young kids. It's like um, indecipherable grunts and groans. I mean, it's not, it's not a language. So where are we going in 20 years? Well, I actually believe that there will be a collapse before that. Because so, we're, we're near the end. God is not going to allow this kind of thing to go. It's amazing that he's allowed it to go on this, this long, but he... He's doing this because he wants to illustrate something, you know, because um, he's allowing it. You see, people say, well, God never willed such a thing. Well, because God is all-powerful, he's omnipotent, and because he cannot fail, uh, he can stop anything at any time. And so um, the fact that he chooses not to act requires a volition of his will. If God does nothing, he still willed it, because that requires a volition of your will to do nothing, because it's a decision. And the Bible does talk about the will of God. So even when God does nothing to prevent something, he still willed it. So Christians don't understand, like, basic, simple philosophy. Well, I'll just explain it to you right there, because they're going, God would never will such a thing. Well, they're not, you know, learn how to think straight, you know, because you're not, you're not thinking, because you don't know how to think straight. And that's just flat dead wrong. So that means that at some level, God wants this to happen. And basically what God has done in the big picture is that he has allowed evil uh, in order to achieve a greater good. This is what he's done, you see. And the reason he's done that is to glorify himself. 
And unfortunately, we have to suffer. Everyone is suffering, and most people are in denial, just like they're in denial of devolution. Now, devolution is basically universal, and everybody's in denial of it because um, that would mean we have a very negative reality and everything's getting worse. How many people want to believe in a reality like that? Well, hardly anybody, because they want to be happy. So they don't think about it. They shut it down. At some level, everybody knows about these things. They just don't want to acknowledge them because it's not going to make you feel good. You know what I mean? So anyway, uh, um, that kind of stuff is real, sexual magic. And uh, also, we were going to talk about some sexual uh, subjects here. Want me to address another one, Johnny? Uh, Are you there, Johnny? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I was going to mention, unless you still wanted to get into that, but uh, when you brought up the fakeologist shows, that Channing said uh, what shocked him the most when he watched or listened to that show was that uh, the notion that there were no people in the towers, uh, so the 3,000 deaths and everything that happened, like there were no deaths, you know, that no one was in there. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, shocking Holograms to hear. Holograms falling from the hologram people falling from the sky? I don't know. Okay, I... Uh-huh. I no, we're just giving a simple explanation there, but I actually hold to a, to a middle view uh, that's rarely discussed. Um, this gets simplified, but because um, see, I know for a fact that um, you know people like Brian Stavely has made qualifying statements. Okay, I, I think some of these people, you know, the media fakery crowd, were overly enthusiastic initially. Uh, by kind of pounding the table and saying nobody died, okay? And I was okay. going, you know, years ago, I go, you, you, you can't, you can't say that. Okay? Oh wow! Nobody, yeah. nobody can say that because see, you don't have any evidence. Now, what we do have evidence for is it appears that you can't prove that one single person died. This is, this is true, okay? But can you prove that they didn't, that, that nobody didn't die? You see, uh, can you can you disprove that the Illuminati um, sacrificed 13 people on that day, on you know, in the basement or something like that for some kind of obscure ritual purpose? No, you see, because you weren't there, and uh, nobody can can prove or disprove that. I don't have enough information. You see, so um, you know it's important that um, there's no evidence that any of these people died. If you actually um, investigate them one by one, you'll find out that uh, everything is fake. You know the people that are supposed to die. You know, one by one, they're they're fake. They're fake people. So uh, people will debate that, and uh, I'm actually not an expert on all that. But um, nobody's proved that anybody, any, a single person, died so far. You know what I mean? But um, now I actually believe that the buildings were uh, were largely empty. That's something that you that you can prove. They were empty for, for quite a while. Not entirely empty. They had been that way. They were sitting that way for a while, you know. But, yeah, if you haven't heard that theory before, um, that'll make your head spin. But I do believe that um, people could have easily died in there. I just can't prove it because there's no evidence. So I'm not going to pound the table and say, nobody died at 9-11. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's no evidence that anybody died, though. Isn't that interesting? <clears throat> now, that's a pretty radical 
conspiracy theory there. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, Ab believes that, I believe that. Um, a bunch of people that hang around in that group there, um, they all believe the same thing. The media fakery guys. <clears throat> you know, the jumpers, they're all fake. Mm-hmm. Now, see, I'm going to hold a middle position again. I can't prove that nobody jumped out of a window. I don't think anybody did. But uh, they could. Uh, there's no question that the you know the, the footage, the imagery of the jumpers, it's it's fake. But they did it in such a way to let you know that it's fake. So I'm just kind of going, hmm, because they actually want you to know it's fake. So that's my view. Because they could have done a lot better job, you know. And so what the heck are they doing there? Well, you know, I don't want to go on that right now. But uh. So when you well, before we pushed the record button, you were talking about um, you were going to sell elixirs. It's best to just deal with these subjects because it'll come up later. This lady was going to sell these elixirs, and you would have like the full fledged, um, you know, name on them. Full fledged energy. Yeah. Full fledged thyroid thyroid support. Absolutely. In fact, uh, I recommend that people take you know those. Uh, el- type of elixirs, a combo effect. Don't just get, because um, these, these herbs work in cohesion with each other. I'm not uh, much of a, of, of an, uh, of a dropper person uh, myself, unless if it's very, very potent. Because most of these uh, things that, uh, you know, they, it's all, it's all talk uh, and, and no game. Like a, it, you have to. It's telling you on the back of the bottle that you have to take forty to sixty drops in, in a day, and then the next thing you know, the whole sixty dollar something bottle or whatever forty to sixty something dollar bottle is gone that week. Like so, you got to spend sixty, forty to sixty dollars on on a tincture bottle like every week or whatever. Right, they're but, telling you uh, to take more than you need to. I just tell you that flat out right now. Yeah, just like the the macaroni and cheese tells you to pour too much what uh, water in and it gets soupy. Okay. I'll tell you how to save money mm-hmm. and uh, actually make the um, the tinctures or any kind of herbs more effective because you can also take them in capsules, and those are expensive too. And they're not going to tell you this, but it's been proven. Well, first of all, everything is cyclical. So it, it, if you had just basic common sense and you were applying it, you know, whether you're lifting weights or whether you're going to actually eat food, you should eat food in cycles too, but um, your diet should change because the body thrives on that because you just start adapting to things and the body kind of goes to sleep. It gets bored too. So you need some kind of stimulation, healthy stimulation, not um, bad stimulation because all food is overstimulating because it has toxins in it. I actually want to gain muscle without uh, working out, uh, and I think that uh, you can do that through a, uh, a, a finding uh, a good organic uh, HGH supplement, uh, human, human growth. Uh, have you ever heard of uh, H, H, HGH supplement? Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if we even want to go into all that, but... Uh... It's what... It's what um, it's what the main actor, what's his name, used in the uh, movie uh, 300. Uh, the, right. Uh, he used that. He used that, and that's how he got chiseled within, like, just a few weeks. Uh, what was the name of that movie? Was it 300? Um, 300, yeah. 300, uh, 
Was it was it three hundred? Was it uh, something else? Oh, I'm, I'm thinking of some other actors that have done that kind of thing. Uh, Brad Pitt blew himself up there very quick, assuming that was him because it could have been a double. That's what I'm yeah. thinking about because these these big actors they have doubles. The Battle of Three Hundred or something like that. Yeah, yeah. He uh, yeah he used this, and and it really wow. Okay, I'm just going to say uh, disclaimer. I don't I don't uh, recommend uh, human. I'm talking about the, the the most natural human growth harm that hormone that there is I, I don't i don't recommend it it's it's not there's no such thing as it being entirely natural as far as i know um you know there's things that are nearly natural like full spectrum lighting and um you know uh, uh actually i got an ozone machine here uh like magnet therapy they're all they're all these things are all beneficial but they're not entirely natural you know what i mean yeah but uh, what I would recommend is uh, people take herbs like ginseng or sarsaparilla. I was actually going to talk about this because this has to do with this elixir that you talked about. Okay, so now one of these elixirs that you talked about, because Johnny actually um, messaged me in Facebook. See, we, we, we confront things directly. So here's what Johnny said. He says, when you brought up the ethics of going to the beach, this was – something he asked me about yesterday. Should Christians go to the beach? Well, that's that's a very simplistic question. And he says, and that being sort of quote-unquote wrong, don't you think se- uh, selling sexual energy drinks might be wrong? Um, okay. Now, if you're a male, <clears throat> there's a direct correlation between testosterone uh, production, which has to do with building muscle, and, and sexuality. Yeah, it's just, just testosterone could be used for either one. So it's um, it's like, what are you doing this for? Now, what it's going to do, and I can tell you this from experience, it's going to increase um, morning erections in the male. Okay. Yeah. And um, t- testosterone production is the highest in a male um, when he's just waking up. Okay. And uh, St. Augustine, in his great work, which I'm trying to remember right now, he actually talked about that that is the time when the devil comes to tempt a male to do, you know what? You know what I mean? Um, because he's at his weakest, because his his will is the weakest, because he's partly awake. He's not fully awake, you see. So his will is weaker. But what's interesting you could make the case that at that time, you actually have the greatest awareness that you'll have during the entire day. In other words, once you fully get up and start moving around, you're going to slip into what's called a um, a beta state. That's one of the four basic brainwave states, and uh, that's just you know you're out there getting things done, you know, and uh, you're just living and um, not doing anything particularly intellectual or anything like that. But anyway, um, you do have an increased awareness. That's where you'll have, like, psychic experiments, if you want to use that term. And I could do, We don't really have good, a good substitute term in our, uh, in our culture, you know. But um, you're at your peak uh, when you wake up, okay? So... Um, 
basically, if you take herbs, uh, like I've done this, um, all you need, because they have these really expensive formulas, you know. And uh, But if you just take sarsaparilla, uh, you can order that, and I have. Um, it's really good for, you know, bodybuilding. But it will give you uh, morning erections. And this can uh, create problems because if you're a celibate, you're supposed to be obviously until you're married, you're actually going to have create problems with um, sexual temptation. So I'm just telling people, see, I'm confronting this directly. If you're a young male, uh, you're going to ha- you're going to have some problems there. So you just want to be aware of that kind of thing. Now there's things that you can do to balance out sexual energy, I and mean, we could <laughs> we could talk about these things. What's These the, are historical uh, what, practices. Not, one of them, just real quick, one of them is to, to do a headstand or a shoulder stand or actually just elevate elevate the feet um, above the groin or the heart, you know, at, at, at an angle. And because um, it has to do with blood flow, because guess what, folks? It actually has to do with the ethers, which we call, you know, the life, the life force, which is in the blood. And, you know, when you eat uh, a lot of food, um, the the blood travels to the uh, the middle of your body to digest the food because that's when it focuses on. That's where the ethers go too because it's actually the ethers that do everything. What do you want to call it? You know, the life force, the life. There's many, many names for it. You know what I mean? So um, it's, it's the life force that does everything. You know, whether it's something like sexual magic or, or lifting weights. Um, this machine here that I have, this ozone machine, it, it actually increases the etheric life force. And when I used it um, out in the gym, it uh, it umped my, it amped up my um, my poundage in every uh, every exercise. I was able to lift more. This is amazing. You just flip the switch, and you're instantly stronger. I mean, I'm assuming that guys that run these gyms, they, they don't know this, you know. Because I thought about going down there and actually trying to inform them about this, but they figured they probably wouldn't listen to me, so I didn't bother. <laughs> yeah. But uh, maybe we should save um, whether you should go to a, a beach or not uh, to another time. That is a very complex subject. Should Christians anyway. go to the beach? Yeah, because it has to do with ethics. And see, what we want is we want these um, cut and dry, simplistic you know, yes and no um, answers, uh, you're not going to have that. First of all, this this subject is not addressed in the Bible. You know what I mean? And you can make a case that one of the most alluring uh, aspects aspects of of a woman is her mind. But at the end of the day, Dave, you have a yes or a no to to all that you prove. If you phrase on, the if you on, phrase on, the question properly, some questions you don't ha- you can't produce a, a really a yes or no answer unless the question is phrased properly. What I was going to say is one of the most alluring aspects. Yes. One of the most alluring aspects of a female is her eyes, and they understood this um, in the ancient world, and that's why they wore veils. And they actually wore veils in Hebrew culture, but people have forgotten this. So women did not go out in public as a general rule. Unless they had a bad reputation, they could without a veil. And um, it it gets a lot more complex after that, too, because you couldn't just go out and just walk around. Uh, It's a totally different culture. We don't even think about these things. And so 
Well, the burger you know, is, if you want to start covering up a woman, you can start with her eyes. Well, nobody's going to do that. Okay, so here's my point. Where do you, I'm talking about going on, out on a beach, a woman. Where do you start covering up? Because, see, there's no authoritative, here's where you, it ends and here's where it starts. Although it's obvious certain things should be covered up. Everybody agrees that. Otherwise, you're going to be going to a nude beach. But see, no. people want authoritative answers, and uh, we don't have them. Okay, what we're talking about is what kind of bathing suit should you have? I mean, you could actually make a case that these 1920s bathing suits, which appear absolutely ridiculous looking, that that's actually what women, Christian women should be wearing if they were even to go to a beach. Because if you go to a beach, you know what's going to happen when you go to a beach? If you're a young, uh, attractive woman, you're going to have men leering at you. Right. This is a fact. Right, exactly. Now, we've talked about these things before. We've talked about how mothers actually allow their daughters to go to church more seductive than... Um, addressing in such a way that people in 1950s uh, would say that they didn't even have prostitutes dressing like that in New York City on the streets. That gives you something to think about. Is that really true? Um, believe it or not, I was listening to an old podcast that we did, and I was actually thinking about putting it in a room. Um, one, it's it's like horrible audio. Um Connie and Lisa and I are talking. I'm at a store buying vegetables when I start off. But it's talking about, the name of the podcast is Obese Nation. Obese Nation. And what we're talking about is uh, all these incredibly obese people that you're seeing in stores now with like uh, spandex on and stuff like that. And and then the the next thing in the title is is something like Illuminized Prostitutes. A prostitute is like a little girl that dresses like a prostitute. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> it's an interesting subject matter, but if you listen to it, I mean, I was just like laughing my head off. And because uh, we were laughing, you know. And I actually thought, you know, because people have complimented me on that podcast, and I'm going, oh, i got to put that room too because the audio is so bad. But actually it's 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 kind of entertaining. It makes you think about our culture. And people really like it, so maybe I'll put it in room one, even though the audio is kind of horrible. I'm talking about the sound quality, you know, because we're all on cell phones and stuff like that. So. Welcome to Talk Shoe. Please enter the ID followed by the pound key. Access the call up to 15 minutes. Schedule start time. I'm going to be on tonight in, in like 16 minutes, too. How come we got the talk shoe lady in the background talking? I think that might be Channing on Channing's end. It's not me. I was just being quiet because I was letting her talk. <laughs> okay, so if you look at uh, Joseph in the Bible, and he was in a situation there with Potiphar's wife. I'm appealing this to a reason for a reason. Okay, it's the principle of fleeing. Um. A situation of temptation. Now, what we do as Christians, we just kind of go along with our culture. I'm saying if you want to take the high road, uh, you can make the case you shouldn't even go to a beach for, for different reasons. Um, unless you could control your eyes, which I believe most men can't, then uh, you shouldn't be going mm-hmm. because you're going to see a bunch of uh, young girls running around scantily clothed, to say the least. I don't like so, and, and things are getting crazier. 
the bikinis are getting smaller. They're not staying the same, man. You know what I mean? And and, and everything is getting thinner. You notice one of the things they're doing is the clothing for these girls. They they have to have like a layered effect. It's it's going to be like lingerie, you know. And it's um you know this thin see through stuff. You have to wear two layers because you can't wear one layer because you can see right through. It's see through, yeah. So you still mm-hmm. see that they're wearing stuff. It's like it's see through. It's the see through. It leaves a little to the imagination. Yeah, it's getting thinner and thinner. But you know, they dress like horses, and then they wonder why they get groped. You know. Well, we all know that. Um, well, no, not like, all. Where, but where are their mothers? The ones, you know? I'm talking about yeah, the ones that are just dressed like total horses. Uh, well, anyway, no modesty, you know. Yeah. Well, they don't. They don't even understand modesty because what they're doing is they're just kind of comparing themselves with measuring themselves against society. Well, society is a um, is a sexual sewer at the present time. We we are flooded with such a compendium of sexual imagery, like all day long. It's impossible to have any kind of a balanced. Um, Opinion on all that. We've all been corrupted, is what I'm trying to say. This is true, you know. So, like I said before in a previous podcast, the most powerful image in our society now is a pornographic image. We've gone from um, you know, the spoken word uh, historically through devolution again to the written word. Because there was a time when man actually did not need to write, in my opinion, because he didn't—he didn't—he um, didn't need to. He was able to remember things, and so that wasn't necessarily an advancement, you see. Uh, because I actually believe that computer technology is a place is replacing a lot of these lost abilities that we used to have. They used to be normative. You don't hear people talk about that too much. But anyway, we 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 devolved into the. Um, the written word, which is not entirely bad, okay? In, in some sense, it's no question it's an invention, okay? I'm saying across the board, it's not it's not necessarily a good thing. And uh, and then, um, you know, the printing press was another advancement within that. And then, um, but now we have a society that is abandoning the, uh, the, written, the written word. And uh, it, society is now dominated by images. Okay, and the images have been devolving, and now the impo- most important image is a pornographic image. You know, that's that's what drives our culture. I mean, it's largely happens behind the scenes, and like I said before, people will protest and say, "I don't watch pornography." Well, enough people are to make up for your lack of watching pornography. You know what I mean? And because everybody. And this culture is being sexualized. It's happening all. We're all being socially engineered. You know what I mean? Now, human beings are, are highly adaptable, yeah. and it has to do with exposure. When you're exposed to things, anything that you're exposed to, you adapt to it. This is the way humans are, and uh, that's that. That can be good or it can be bad. Um, but when you're, um, you know, if you just look at the. Um, the female form, the way it's presented on the Internet, I mean, it's just used to sell everything and get your attention. And it's just, like, blatant, too. It's like, 
we're doing this. We're not trying to hide it. And uh, you love it, you know, so uh, you'll buy our product anyway, you know. And, uh, you know, sex sells. That's, that's all there is to it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe that women are qualitatively um, superior to men when it comes to physical beauty. That's the way God designed them. You know what I mean? And uh, people don't want to talk about it, but uh, it's just a fact that um, uh, people find, um, you know, female bisexuality or lesbianism more attractive than they do uh, male homosexuality. There's there's a reason for that. People don't want to talk about that, but um, I just said it. So it has to do with the fact that women are beautiful creatures, you know. Uh, yeah. They can be very alluring. They've been given a gift from God. They have to, um, like I said before, properly appropriate that gift or it will destroy them too. It's destroyed many beautiful women. And uh, if you are a beautiful woman, um, that's actually a cross. It's it's both a gift and a cross because that is going to be a, an impediment. I'm telling you. I've said it before. I've thought through all these things. It's going to be an impediment between you reaching the the kingdom of God. It's going to affect how you think. And um, because this culture right now is basically a goddess worship culture, and uh, it um, idolizes and adores beautiful women in the female form. So if you play your cards right, you know, women get mad at me because they say, it's not really like that, Dave. You don't know what it's like because you're not a woman. They always say that. You're not a woman. You don't know what it's like. Mm-hmm. But um, you've got a red carpet just rolled out there for you. You should, you've got your head screwed on straight. You really need some, you know, good parents and stuff like that. And a lot of mothers, you know, they're not Christians. They will try to get their daughters to marry the right guy. But the problem is, is that when you marry the right guy, he doesn't stay with you. Um, but if you marry a guy with money, um, you should be able to uh, get some sec- security in the long run, even if he leaves you. That's the way the system is set up right now. See, it's against the man. I'm just trying to say that um, if you're born with physical beauty as a woman, you have an advantage in some respects over everyone else. Now, this is not true across the board because, um, despite all the um, privileges that women have been giving artificially, uh, they're still lagging behind uh, the male, and they always will be until we have some kind of bizarre futuristic society that is um, matriarchal. Uh, Every once in a while they come up with these, uh, well, historically they've come up with, uh, you know, a science fiction where the the society is is matriarchal. They run the whole show and the men are all inferior or they're slaves or something like that, you know. Sometimes they're done by feminist authors and stuff like that. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the whole subject of going to the beach is very, very complex. You'd have to take um, each aspect of that and ruminate it for, uh, for a while. So uh, I don't know if you want to do that. i got to do another show tonight, so <clears throat> I think I better save myself. But, anyway, I'm illustrating here that we confront sexual issues directly, and the reason we do that is because they don't do that in your local church. So, So we're going to do that. See, we're not going to run from anything. You know, Here I am reading what... Johnny's posting uh, behind Channing's back on Facebook. What do you know there? Eh? 
and now Dave's telling the whole world. How do you feel about that, Johnny? Um, well, it definitely made some good uh, comments for the show. Yeah, people like to listen to this kind of stuff, you know. <clears throat> but when you asked me that question uh, yesterday, should a Christian go to the beach, you have to make the question a bit more uh, uh, complex than that. It's too simple. You know, because you're basically forcing me to say no. The way you phrase that question? Really? Yeah, I'd say no. Yeah. You know that there was a couple See, that had sex on a Florida beach. There's all kinds of beaches out there. There's beaches out there where there's nobody there. Dave, <laughs> going that beach. What's that? Apparently, this is a. Uh, I don't know if this actually happened recently, but um, a couple who had sex on a Florida beach are facing 15 years in prison, and they're going to be registered as sex offenders for their entire lives because a three-year-old is opening up them or something like that. Uh, I had problems hearing you. Uh, what did okay. they do wrong? Okay. They had sex in public in a Florida beach, and uh, they're going to get 15 years in prison. They face up to 15 years, and they're going to be registered as sex offenders for life or something because a three-year-old is watching them do it. Oh, this is a man and a woman? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They have people having sex on beaches all around the world, and this is an increasing phenomenon. What happened? You're posting. What's that? What ha- What did you post, Johnny? I didn't post anything. That was just something I seen. Oh, I thought uh, Dave About... said you post posted something. You're like he said something behind Chin's back. Oh, that was about the sexual energy drink. Oh, they, they, yeah, they have an energy drink called Pussy. Who does? On on on. I think it's on Amazon or eBay. Well, I should say something uh, more about that. Um, you know, the uh, you've got a particular. You can you can call these elixirs, by the way, or tincture. But um, I've talked before about this. You know, the older term is like a mind machine. Um, they call them sound and light devices. You know, they have LED glasses and they have these binaural beats in the background that you can layer over, like, you know, nature sounds or any kind of even any any kind of music you want. It's better if it's some kind of natural relaxation sound, though. So you don't have to just listen to these beats because they can be kind of boring, you know. But because um, they actually have a, uh, a sexual program on there. And uh, because, you know, see, everything is frequency. So it's not like, you know, sexuality has this little special category. Well, everything except for sex. No, it's, um, humans are sexual beings, and that's a huge part of, of our life. And um, it's been taken away from us, actually, by, guess who, the Illuminati. They've done both. Um, I've talked about this before. They push sex, and they, and they take it away. Uh, it doesn't make any sense when you hear that. Uh, I've talked about the way they do that in social engineering. It's kind of complex. They basically taken away from Christians, okay? And they tell Christians to have sex. The more sex, the better. But then they push the false guilt, you see, um, because Christians would have problems thinking, uh, "What do you mean? It's either wrong or it's right. Is there things that we can do that we shouldn't be guilty about?" Well, actually, actually, yes. <laughs> um, 
because these things are not mentioned anywhere in the Bible. You know, you ask Christians, uh, would you base your belief system on the Bible? They'll all say yes, and I've proven before that they don't they don't believe this because they based it on the Bible and church councils. They've never thought about this. It determines the, the canon, supposedly infallibly, which no one can prove, but they're going to believe it anyway. It's a mythical, magical belief. Um, I think I just lost my train of thought. Cause, uh, you know something? I need to take some herbs. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't do that. But anyway, what are we what are we talking about here? Um, well, we're talking about... Well, you mentioned that energy drink, and then you went off and talked about... Well, I was talking about how they take away... Uh, okay, okay, I know where I'm going. Okay, so there are sexual acts that Christians... I mean, a significant amount of Christians, they they absolutely believe that they're evil. Okay, now, um, I think we know what kind of um, sexual acts they are. And just in case anybody's confused, I'm going to drop one word in your lap. It's called foreplay. Okay? Now, this is very interesting because these people will say, well, my belief is based on the Bible. Okay, well, take your Bible out and show me where it talks about these uh, acts of foreplay in Scripture. Can you do that with your Bible? No. Okay? But, you know, they're going to be evil anyway. Now, I don't believe in the ancient world they believe these things. And whatever they believe, you can't prove this with Scripture. Where did we get these beliefs? This is interesting. I believe we got them from the Illuminati. Now, these words like fornicate, incest, um, sodomy, Guess where those words came from? Now people are going, what does Dave believe? He thinks these things are okay? No. Um, But these words are created to influence us and hurt us in a certain direction. This is not like either or. There's middle positions. There's middle positions that have to be very carefully determined, and the average person is actually largely incapable of doing that. Hey, Dave, I've got to... I got a call in on the full fledged show now. Okay. So I'll okay. talk to you yeah. later tonight. Okay. Yeah, I got to get going too, but I'll I'll finish this up. <clears throat> okay. Okay. So I mean, okay. this is this is what we're basically talking about here is whether or not you can create a sexual uh, elixir. Look, at any time you take any kind of uh, you can use etheric energy or frequency. Uh, however you're getting that frequency, or just, you know, herbs. Or you can actually use nutrition uh, to build up, uh, you know, the sexual organs. You're going to have better sex. you got to understand, this country is suffering from malnutrition. This is true. And the government knows all about it, and they're not doing anything about it. They're telling us to eat fruits and vegetables, and, the men uh, don't know how to become men anymore either because of the BPA. Uh-huh. The nutrients are not in these fruits and vegetables. It's just trace amounts a lot of times. The, the organic is going down the tubes as well. And I'm not saying don't eat organic. I'm saying eat it. Now we got a beeping phone, so I do got to take off. But anyway, absolutely. I mean, you have these different systems in the body. Well, I just want to say, too, that if you just start eating better, that will prove your sexuality. If you want to prove your, sex, your, your sexual function, detoxify. That's, that's the number one thing that's causing sexual dysfunction in your body, 
You don't hear people say that. And this is this is causes all the problems in the body. Environmental toxins. Get the poisons out because they're accumulating. So push back and with some kind of intelligent response. And your sexual life will improve. So anything you can do that's related to health, uh, that's going to support the um, the sexual organs, it's going to improve your sexual sexuality. It, it, if you did nothing at all, if you just focused on, like, energy, um, if you know what I'm talking about, because there's a lot of tools, there's a lot of energy tools out there. Um, if you expose yourself to more of the ethers, build it up in your body, because your body is actually, guess what, folks? It's a battery. It's also an antenna, by the way. It's both. And so you can store energy. You can actually store solar energy just by sunbathing. This is a fascinating topic. The body stores it long term. And so um, anything like this, it's just the basics. Um, The sexual organs is just another part of your body. So you have these elixirs, these tinctures, that can boost um, productivity in any part of the body. For instance, like, you know, the mind. I, I drink tea that has rosemary and sage in it because I know what those those herbs do for the mind, and they're, they're relatively cheap. You know what I mean? And so anyway, if you take, um, you know, a mixture of herbs that are traditionally associated with, um, you know, boosting uh, uh, testosterone in a male. Now, these are different herbs for a female. They would be a different formula. You'll have things like dong kwai. Um, ginseng works for both the male and the female. Uh, sarsaparilla is more of a male herb. It has to do with Ashwanda. Ashwanda. Yeah. But here's the thing. See, let's just get past all the hocus pocus. Yes, it's going to work. Yes, it's a good thing. Now, there's nothing wrong with uh, sex within marriage and um, doing whatever you can. See, you're going to age. And so maybe these things aren't important when you're younger, but when you get older, you know, women tend to um, peak sexually later, which is kind of interesting because they peak earlier than uh, boys when they're teenagers, Um, you know, overall in their growth and development, but they actually peak later, a lot of women like in their later 30s or 40s. And men are really deteriorating like everybody else. And so this can create uh, problems in a marriage. I guarantee you that if you just go out and do one thing, because men have problems sustaining erections, just go out and buy some stars of Perilla in bulk. It doesn't taste good, and you know you, you have to grind it up in a, in a coffee grinder. This is the cheapest way. It'll cost you about maybe like seven or eight dollars for a pound. And just put the powder in a glass and stir it and knock it down. You make, add some maybe some apple cider vinegar or some sea salt to make it taste better. And guess what's going to happen? Um, your sexual life is going to improve. Now, what is wrong with all that? Well, there's nothing wrong with it. So. This is what happens when you get the information out on the table because all the superstition and everything like that just goes right down the tubes. So you have men out there who are suffering. The wives are suffering because the men can't perform because they're suffering from a lack of knowledge, both the male and the female. And what happens with their body, it just devolves, everything spirals down, along with their um, 
their sexual ability. And I was just talking uh, to, um, I guess, Johnny today uh, that um, you know, sexuality is very important in a relationship because it has to do with intimacy. Your intimacy, to a great degree, is associated with sexuality. When your sexual function starts going down the tubes, you lose intimacy in a marriage, and your relationship starts to deteriorate. There's things that you can do to compensate for that, but you have to have to actively do them. You got to know what the heck you're doing, and most people are not very good at that either. So, anyway, Channing, I'm going to cut this short here because my phone is, is okay. Okay. And uh, this is a good call. I didn't expect this to happen. So, see, that's why we push the record button around here, man. Yeah, record button. See, we got uh, Northwest New York in there. So. Okay, guys, uh, I'm going to get on later on Skype tonight, and uh, take care now. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right. See you later, Channing. Bye. Bye.